Hey, David. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Scooby-Doo movies? Um, I have seen clips of like the live action one. But you've never seen the whole thing? Not, no. I actually am not a big fan of Scooby-Doo. Wow. Um, that's disappointing to hear, and now I'm constantly going to question our friendship. Well, it's but, like um, everyone always knows that it's the, the main, like the first guy that they talk to who, who'd done it. Yeah, well, not in the movie. Um, Chris and I watched it on the weekend, and we were reminded just like how good and bad of a movie it was. It was like the perfect ass kind of Halloween movie that you needed. And then the second one got that big budget energy where like you can definitely tell the CG was a lot better and different. Mm-hmm. And damn, what, what a what an interesting time to have two Scooby-Doo movies and now we're back to animated ones. I really want I really want to see the, the Scoob, the, the new one though. I hear it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm just wondering if it's the same person who uh, played Shaggy. I guess we'll find out soon on the scene on screen podcast. That's some baby making music right there. Yeah, the answer was no. I just know Matthew Lillard has played uh, the animated Shaggy before. Anyways, what's up, man? Not a whole lot. It's been a it's been a slow, tired week for me. Go I on. started a a real job, and I have determined that I do not like waking up prior to eleven a.m. So I had I had the whole last week off. So on my vacation from pretty much. I just took the week off from school and work and everything, right? Yeah, you deserved it. Yeah, but see, I kind of screwed myself over because most nights I'd stay up until like 3 a.m. playing video games. So then we had uh, a lovely Thanksgiving this past past week in Canada. Yeah, you know, um, I, got, I got to see nobody. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so I ended up cooking like a big turkey dinner and stuff like that just for Angela and myself. Um, and so Monday was the holiday for us. And I realized that I have been, my sleep cycle was just completely messed off, messed up because, um, I have been, like I said, I've been staying up until 3am for the last week. So you could probably imagine how difficult it was out of nowhere one day having to get up at like 5 a.m. just to be able to make it for work on time. That was quite possibly the longest work day of my life. But I still managed to make it through the day, get home, watch an episode of The Boys. Um, Have you been watching that? It's on my list of things to start. Yeah, so do you know anything about it? I just know they're like superheroes, right? Yeah, but they're like assholes. Nice. It's kind of, it's an interesting take. Like, so uh, apparently like it's an amazing series and I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's, it's a, uh, I feel like it's a parody of like the MCU 
and like the DC universe and stuff like that, where, you know, all of these superheroes are supposed to be kind of like godly and righteous, right? Like do no evil, you know, always, always looking out for, you know, the, the safety and the betterment of everyone else. Right. Yeah. This one, it's more of like, they are, I don't know, um, like a product that is being sold. Right. Uh, and like they do, they do, uh, you know, fight crime and stuff like that, but they're all assholes. And each of the characters in it, they have their, it's called the seven and they're like the justice league or the Avengers or whatever you want to call them. But they, each superhero is, is, a excuse me, is a, uh, parody of a DC universe or Marvel universe character. So there's Homelander and he's clearly the kind of like um, a mix of Captain America and Superman. Um, There's a character called the deep and he's clearly like a parody of Aquaman and they make fun of him all the time. He's kind of, (laughs) it's so stupid. And there's one, I forget her name, but she's kind of like wonder woman. Um, And it's uh yeah it's like super not safe for children you know there's like a lot of like vulgarities lots of like actual violence in it but no i um it was one of those things that like i heard about and knew that amazon had um like when season two came out it was a big deal right um but i never really kind of watched it but we started watching it the other day because or the, the earlier in the week just because it's like, Oh, let's check this out. And it's actually pretty good. Like surprisingly. So, and it's also, I th- I'm pretty sure it was filmed in Toronto as well. Uh, I, I believe so that or Vancouver. Um, it definitely has my interest. It's just not something that I've, uh, like I've got such a backlog of shows right now that it's just, it's getting there. Yeah. But we have a lot of, to jam into an episode today. Did you did you see the rumors floating around the internet? Well, which right ones? Which, About which our f- one of everybody's favorite superheroes. Tony if Maguire. Not, Toby Maguire is one of them. <laughs> but but he he's not the character Toby Maguire. He's the character Toby Maguire played. No, That's I'm right. pretty sure I'm pretty sure Spider-Man played toby Maguire. ah was michael kane his butler <laughs> or is that michael keaton no it was michael uh, keaton was his butler i uh, got it um so yeah the hot goss right now is that they have our uh, disney has worked incredibly hard with sony to to make the ultimate spider-man universe movie happen which is going to be kind of like an into the universe kind of thing dr strange is going to be in this movie but there have been reports that have been somewhat confirmed that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will be in the next Spider-Man, which is crazy because Spider-Man far from home ended on that crazy ass cliffhanger right at the very end Mm -hmm. where Jonah Jameson was like, we've got this thing from Mysterio. It's like Peter Parker killed me. Yeah. And and Jamie Foxx is going to be in the movie as Electro again. And they mentioned, they mentioned in, um, far from home about like a multiverse as well. Right. Yeah. But also isn't 
Spider-Man, um, Miles, like the Miles Morales one. Uh, that is Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Isn't that technically a canon MCU movie? Uh, well, it. I don't know if it actually has Tom Holland's Peter Parker. It doesn't have Tom Holland's Peter Parker in it, but I'm. doesn't it take place in in the MCU universe, like the cinematic universe, though, even though it's an animated film? No, it, it's a Sony production. Oh, okay. But, like, they use Peter B. Parker, which is, um, if I remember right, is voiced by Nick Johnson from New Girl. But, um, yeah, like... If they're doing a Spider-Verse live action kind of thing where he's going to meet like, I kind of hope they make Tobey Maguire like a fat Spider-Man or they at least kind of keep, I don't know. The other option is like, you know how like the original Spider-Man trilogy and then the amazing Spider-Man trilogy had very different stylistic colorings. Like Mm -hmm. um, the oranges were very warm in the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans. And there was a large emphasis on dark blue and red in the amazing Spider-Man, especially with the electricity and electro. I'm wondering kind of how that's all going to come together, especially because at the end of um, homecoming, you remember that scene, like in the jail, he's like, well, if, if I wanted him dead, he'd be dead already, blah, blah, blah. And there's like a confirmation kind of that you're going to get a shocker, potentially like rhinoceros could be here. We don't know. We, we, we're just beginning to learn kind of what's being uncovered. Um, there could be a Kingpin Wilson Fisk. There's massive rumors out there that Daredevil will be in this film as well. The same Daredevil from the, um, the Netflix series, so Charlie Cox. There's a lot going uh, on. So the one thing about like rumors like this, though, where there's just like it's it's always like a mishmash paddywhack of give a dog a bone everything right like i feel like it would be more believable if it was just like these are the rumors you know they're they're going to do a multiverse spider-man in the mcu right with tom holland but also toby Maguire and um the other guy uh andrew garfield andrew garfield would uh reprise their roles as Spider-Man in their own um, Spider-Man universe, right? Uh, there's rumors of, you know, some of these characters, like villains and stuff like that coming back. But then it's like, oh, all of these like random ass things like, oh, yeah, Rhinoceros might be coming back or like coming into it. Or It's like, wh- wh- where? Wait, wh- is And that's the problem. going to be four hours, yeah. Right? That's the problem with rumors is that, you know, like a lot of it can be – it's it's all hearsay, right? You know, I I could post on an uh, online forum saying, "Oh yeah, wouldn't it be cool if uh, I don't know Magneto was in Spider Man, like because he's a villain, and it could just snowball. Someone else could mention something like that, and then like, you you eventually lose the translation from, oh, you know, it, I think it would be this is my personal opinion. It would be cool if this person or character was in it to. Oh yes, I heard that there's a possibility that Magneto might be in the new Spider-Man, right? Like, and that's the thing is, is the more and more that a rumor comes out with all of these kind of outlandish claims that this actor, this character, this you know 
scenario might happen, it makes it less believable. Yeah. Now, now I'm not saying like I would totally love uh, like a multiverse Spider-Man, like live action Spider-Man with these three, uh, these very you know prominent, and they're not bad actors either. Like um, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, right? They they are they're terrible, but they're good in their own way, right? And that's a very unique uh, Spider-Man character that a lot of people grew up on, right? And then yeah. Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Andrew Garfield, I think, did a pretty good job at playing Spider-Man. Uh, he was a terrible Peter Parker. Terrible Peter Parker, though. Yeah. But is that because of him? Because he's not a bad actor. But he was also the Amazing Spider-Man. He, like... Yeah, right? Was, so, his story arc was Gwen Stacy, not Mary Jane Watson. Right. But that was also, like, how much of those movies... Because the Amazing Spider-Man clearly was just made so that Sony kept the license, right? Same thing as with, you know, when they redid the Fantastic Four for the third time. Um, So how much of that movie were the studio execs um, controlling, right? Um, Because like I said, Andrew Garfield is not a bad actor. Um, And then you look at the, the, um, I was going to say Tobey Maguire. Uh, Who's the Tom Holland ones, right? Where it's part of the MCU. And I think with those actors, they're allowed to like the studio lets them kind of put their own personality a little bit more into their characters. Right. Um, and I think he had more freedom playing the character. And also I don't think because they did a, I think because they didn't do another origin story, they could expand a little more on the character and, you know, what makes them tick, not like spend the whole first 45 minutes of a Spider-Man movie seeing uncle Ben being killed again. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like all the Batman movies, like how they, at the, every time that they, they do a new Batman movie, we have to see, you know, how Bruce Wayne became Batman. And uh, it's always the same thing. Like at least Spider-Man somewhat changes the yeah. narrative a little. So I think like, it'd be super cool if there was uh, a multiverse, live action Spider-Man. Um, I think there is, because you said that uh, there's rumors that um, Dr. Strange will be. A- well, I, I'm pretty sure the Dr. Strange thing has been confirmed. Right. But because, that would like, make it, sense, right? Because the MCU likes to buddy people up now. Mm-hmm. But that would make sense because uh, out of all of the characters in the MCU, he's pretty much the only one that could, universe hop yeah like manipulate time and space yeah, right so that would make some sense that makes sense um, but seeing you know like some random ass villains come in i i get it like they could pull them from uh like the different universes like the different spider-man universes um but when you add too much you lose the potential to tell a compelling story which, which is why I find it so unique that Jamie Foxx is all but confirmed to be returning as Electro. Because that was a fairly good villain. Um, I think he stole the show in the second movie, if, I, if I'm being honest. But when you look at like the confirmed cast list that like because they're they're in production for this film right now, and apparently it's heavily under wraps what they're adding, what they're subtracting. 
like, you know, Kobe Smulders is going to be returning. Samuel L. Jackson is supposed to return. J.K. Simmons. All these guys are supposed to return. But when you look at, like, Zendaya as an example, she's confirmed as Michelle Jones. She's not Mary Jane. She's not Gwen Stacy. She's Michelle Jones. So this is a different universe Spider-Man. The MC, like, essentially what I think this is going to establish is you are now going to have this Spider-Man that is going to be okay to be in the MCU because it's a different Peter Parker. You can change his middle initial however way you want. Mm -hmm. He's not with Gwen. He's not with Mary Jane. His best friend isn't Norman Osborn. His best friend is Ned. You know? Like, it's all very, very different. So I think what they might be trying to accomplish here is breaking him off because the ultimate quote-unquote rumor was that they want Tom Holland for the long haul. They want him oh, to yeah. kind of take over the the Iron Mantra and maybe do like an Iron Spider Iron Man kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't know because the the information we were supposed to learn this year is all gone because well COVID. So everything's been delayed a year. So That's these true. guys are going to age a little bit more. Like our our especially people like Zendaya and Tom who are like they're very youthful looking but they're in their mid 20s. Like yeah, they're, they, they're they're also not getting younger and they're still playing high school kids. They and they could be, you know, we we don't know. Like their genes could be like you know the the stereotypical Asian woman where they're young up until they hit menopause and then they turn into a troll. <laughs> we mean no disrespect. <laughs> I mean David might I don't know. Never know anymore. I'm um, I'm I live in a perpetual f- fear. <laughs> so his other half, yeah, Asian. We'll just say. Um, so yeah, like that's a big thing for me, and uh, like I'm I'm excited. I'm nervous because if they're going to do this, they have to do it right, mm-hmm. and you have to get the input, uh, especially um, of like the past directors. Like this could be kind of like a mini Avengers thing. Now, all in itself. What if, what if they were to do it so that all three directors worked on a portion of the film? So the style, like it would, it would be, it would probably be awful. But the style would change dramatically based off of the the world that they're in or the characters that are are interacting. So imagine, like they they kind of do a this movie would have to be like two and a half hours. Right. But, uh, minimum, but say like they do like a half hour of, uh, Sam Raimi directing, uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man before he gets like sucked into like the interdimensional wormhole or whatever it may be. Right. And then, uh, the next half hour is the guy who, whoever directed his name is Mark Webb, Mark Webb, you know, directing that. So you get like these different directing styles of, and, and you, you would get a more, I would say accurate representation of these characters being the, that, that being who they were in their original movies. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, the final, like the last half of the movie is directed kind of like, you know, a, a full on, like one director with input from the other ones, you know, executive producers kind of stuff. I don't know. I, I think that'd be kind of cool, right? Because it would get these, these directors kind of back into the, their chair with these characters 
And come on, everyone loves Sam Raimi's movies. That's why that's what they did with the Avengers, right? Like any of the Guardian stuff, they like consulted with James Gunn. Um, the Thor stuff after Thor kind of got rebirthed mm-hmm. was Tika. And then there was like they they were like, hey Joss, like we know you kind of fucked up Age of Ultron, but we'll still like take your advice. And the Russo brothers had been doing all the Captain America movies. They did Civil War and then they brought it all together and they tied it up with a little bow. Very, very, very neatly, I would say. But yeah, speaking of Disney, just to keep the ball rolling a little bit here. Did you know they learned something? Disney learned the thing? Yeah, I'm surprised, too. Uh, Turns out their next Pixar movie that is slated to be released in November is being pulled from theaters. And you're thinking there. That, well, at least in the UK, I haven't seen anything North American yet. Okay. Um, but you're thinking, oh my God, are they going to charge everybody $38 instead of $30 to watch the movie Soul starring Jamie Foxx? No, they're going to give it the onward treatment and throw it right on to Disney Plus for free. Chicka, chicka, yeah. Nice. Very, very happy about that. Have you seen Onward? I have seen Onward. It was very sad for me was it i have not seen it so i i can't uh comment on it um well it was pretty good uh i can tell you disney's soul or pixar soul kind of looks a lot like um inside out do you remember that one yeah so i i think i think this one's going to be a really really popular one it drops in i believe november 20th so we'll be pretty busy with our Xboxes by then, maybe. But yeah, but you know, I'm sure there will be Netflix on the Xbox or Disney oh, Plus, sorry, on Xbox. North America, it has been removed from theaters as well. It is going straight Ooh. to streaming services. You know what? It could also be a smart move because if people haven't, if people haven't signed up for Disney Plus there's a good chance that the more movies on there, like big ones, if people can't go to the theaters or if they know that they can only get it on, on there, it's more, they're more inclined to sign up for it. Yeah. Soul will not be considered a premier title, meaning it will be free to all Disney plans uh, plus subscribers. Wow. The only one that's still kind of mind boggling to me is like, what are they doing with black widow? Does it need the theatrical release or do the, is that film's budget so large they need to make ticket sales? Probably. That's got to be the only thing holding this movie in for a year. You know, like they shot it over a year and a half ago. There's just like, what could you, what else could you possibly do? Or maybe it's like in some sort of like legal nightmare, right? Maybe. Where... It, certain investors are saying, you know, release it on streaming platforms, whatever, right? We just want it out there so that we can at least start making some money on it because otherwise, like, they're not making any money with, with it before it's released, right? Yeah. And then maybe Disney's like, no, we need to make as much money as we possibly can because, you know, these movies make us billions of dollars. We need to keep making billions of dollars for them. A quote from TheVerge.com, clearly Disney is hoping that families stuck at home and people needing something to watch will pick up so- or will turn to Soul, and this will help boost Disney Plus's numbers 
as it is the first year since subscription started. So you're going to have people who are like, oh, well, you know what? I subscribed last November. I believe Disney Plus started on the 19th, if I remember correctly. Um, it it started before or 29th. the 29th. It was actually because my first payment for... Tuesday, the 12th of November, 2019. Yeah. So, and this is coming out on the 20th. So that is so smart. I'm also expecting a Disney Plus price hike to be announced within a month. Be like, instead of $89.99, it's now $99.99. I'll, which I'd still I'll be, pay. I'll be pissed. Really? Yeah. But did you notice the dollar your Netflix went up? Um... I'm sure my dad. I'm sure my dad did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny because my my sister was like, "Oh, did you know Netflix went up?" I'm like, "Yeah, I did." Are you going to pay me for it? And the conversation ended. Nice. But yeah, so like Disney Plus, like I know I've used it a ton lately. I was watching some old cartoons. The Halloween section is phenomenal. By the way, but I've been watching, they've divided out all the uh, Treehouse of Horrors. So you can actually just watch 16 episodes of the Treehouse of Horrors. Oh, nice. Yeah, without having to like go look through it and curate it yourself. That's pretty, that's pretty nice of Disney, I'll, I'll say. Yeah. They don't, I, they don't I, do a lot of nice things. I've just been waiting for October 30th. For... The Mandalorian. Oh, right. The Mandalorian. I'll get to that eventually. Probably not. We'll see how she goes. <laughs> Anyways, so Soul, just before we finish, um, Soul follows a middle school music teacher named Joe, voiced by Jamie Foxx, who finds himself in a medica- metaphysical world where new souls are created. Stuck in this new strange place, Joe teams up with one soul, voiced by Tina Fey, to try and explain why life is so wonderful. Essentially, the little life spirit that's Tina Fey doesn't want to go to Earth. She's learned everything she needs to know about Earth and doesn't want to go down to Earth. And Jamie Foxx is like, I don't want to die. Send me back to my old-ass body. And that's kind of what happens. Um, I'm looking forward to watching the movie. I love Pixar movies. Um, even if they tug those uh, those tight, tight heartstrings every once in a while, it's uh, always a good time. Am I right? Yeah, everyone loves Pixar movies. Who doesn't? People who are stupid. That's true. Do you know who's stupid? David is. Because the other night, we both were free. And I was like, hey, man, do you want to play video games? You're like, I'm playing the Cold War beta. Because I have a stick up my ass and I have a PS4. And I was like... (laughs) Wow. Is someone jealous? No, because I... Someone upset that I was playing the... No, no. Yes, you were. You were upset that I was. You want to know why I was upset? You want to? You guys want to know why I was upset? Because David, the all-time accuser, goes, "You never want to play games with me. You never want to do this with me." And I was like, "Hey, man, my friend and I are on, and we could use another person." You're like, "I'd rather just be alone by myself playing the Cold War beta because I don't want to play video games with you, but I'm playing the same game, just a different version of it. Sean's a liar. Everyone. That's not how it went down. I sent uh, you, I, I sent you. you, I sent you a picture. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, what are you, what, what game is that? 
And I was like, it's the Cold War beta. And you're like, oh, cool. And then you're like, you should play Warzone because my buddy's on or whatever, and we, we could use another. And I was like, nah. Because <laughs> I was playing yeah, the, co- the Cold War beta. Yeah, I didn't bail on you. You didn't even ask me first. I didn't even know you were online. And besides, I was playing with someone else. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> my heart now i've uh like i downloaded the beta the other day when it was available to xbox i haven't jumped on it yet but i've also been scouring the internet for clues for what's coming to warzone in regards to cold war and it looks like we're getting a new map which is pretty pretty cool um how do you like cold war so far what mode is available in the demo it's just it's just um you know, the classic multiplayer team deathmatch, um, domination and kill confirmed. Kill confirmed. Very easy way to, to jack up your points. Yeah, it's actually so now I don't know if it's just because there wasn't a lot of people playing. Um but it wasn't it wasn't too difficult. Um I had some really good games. I had some not so good games, but um I would say it's very much on par with uh, the multiplayer from the Modern Warfare from last year. Uh, So it's still pretty decent. Yeah, because they they, ever since they got rid of the stupid jetpacks and all that futuristic shit where you can see through walls and what. Tell me how you really feel. Yes, while people will up upgrade their weapons and you know have maybe have better scopes or have you know more powerful weapons or whatnot it's still possible to um it's still possible to uh yeah kill people right um but one thing that they they did that i noticed is like so you know in like games when you, you you would have to get a kill streak in order to get um, like s- special abilities, like uh, the UAV or uh, airstrike or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, what they did now this is it's based off of score. Now I don't know if they changed that with Modern Warfare, but I don't remember getting as many um, kill streak, you know, extra things as before. So what it is is that you have your normal three that you select, right? Yeah, but then as you're playing and you you're gaining score based off of whether or not you're you know making kills or f- completing objectives or whatever, um, all of your kill streak bonus things keep adding up, right? So the first one might be 500 points, and then the second one is 1500, and then the third one is uh, 3000. So you could go, you could be playing like not the greatest, but still get your third and most, most powerful kill streak bonus near the end of the game. Um, so my second one was like mortars and I wasn't necessarily, I was getting some kill streaks, but not enough to, cause like before it's like UAV is like three, right. And then it's like five and then 10 or something like that. Right. Generally mm-hmm. that's what it is. Um, I was not anywhere near that. I think my most, my best kill streak is like three. Um, but I was still able to use like my second and my third, uh, special ability and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's new for, 
for uh, Cold War. So, it's been it's been a while since I've played like just like a classic multiplayer, but uh, it was mo- made it more enjoyable because it didn't make you feel like you were completely missing out on on skills and abilities for your character. Well, I mean, with the way COD works now, even in the core modes, um, you could have if you have um, hardline on, you can actually reduce your kill streaks by so it's two, two, and two. So you'd have to get six or seven consecutive kills. And if you have something called kill chain on your, um, your kill streak that you use can affect your kill streak. So like, let's say you go off and you get like a chopper gunner or something, those kills will count towards your next kill streak. So if you die and then your chopper gunner starts killing people after you've died, you still get the credit for those kills. Um, I'm just looking at kind of a review on it now. They're called score streaks, not kill that, streaks. That's what it is. Yeah. So, like I said, as your score pro- like progressively gets higher in the game, then you unlock these special ability things. So yeah, and the crazy thing is like for let's say um, uh, they're they're called spy planes now. Yeah. Why can't I think of the actual word? It's a UAV. Uh, UAV, yeah. Um, so you need a thousand to get that, which would be multiple things you can do, like a kill's worth two fifty. Um, so a cooldown is sixty seconds, but if you want a artillery strike, that's a score of twenty three hundred, and then still sixty seconds. So unless you're going off every game, this is kind of reminding uh, reminiscent a little bit more of uh, World at War. Remember, like release the hounds. Yeah, because you'd be able to get the hounds like it wasn't necessarily based on how many kills you got. It was your score by the end of the game. This is very also reminiscent of like Battlefront with your stupid fucking get the Yoda card. I don't think we've sworn on the episodes in a while. Maybe we have. I don't know. But I just I felt myself saying that. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it had some explicit for a reason. It had some punch to it. Yeah, it was a it was a pungent fuck. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think so that's you tried completely that. different. And I waltzed on over to my EA Access, or I guess it's going to be called EA Game Pass soon, um, and downloaded my NHL 21 a few hours early. So I have my my 10 hours to play the game. And uh, I hope they still offer a little bit of a discount if I offer it di- or buy it digitally because it seems a little bit better. I shouldn't say a lot better, but it's a little bit better. Um, the game's fairly fluid, which is really nice to kind of experience. But I really want to get into the be a pro mode. I've burnt, I want to say, two, maybe three hours of my game just fucking around and playing with people online. Um but I'm really excited to see kind of where this game can go. And I'm going to sink my teeth into it on Friday. Maybe I'll start be a pro a little bit early, but I know when I start doing that, I don't want to stop. I haven't tried like the franchise mode or anything. I might have a mini review next week for it. Cause I, I do believe we're, uh, we're bringing that back into the fold. Same that, game, <laughs> same different, game, different, different characters, player, different players on teams. Cause rosters change. I think that's also what happened. Like, I got that itch, man. It was like NHL free agency happened the other day, the draft a few days before. 
And I was getting like all pumped. I was like, oh my God, how do I, uh, how do I go back into my old game and get my, get like this player on this team and this player on that team. And I had to like calm myself down a little bit. And then I realized I still had an HL 20 and I could just update the rosters when the, uh, the roster update happens. Yeah. I uh, picked up, I got a great deal on MLB 20, the show 20 MVP edition. Oh yeah. You did the steel book, right? Yeah. It was 20 bucks. Got it from Walmart brand new. So I was kind of on the fence about it, but as, as, as like, "Mm, you know what? I I guess it's, you know, different enough updated enough from, I think the last one I had was 18. Um, I think, MLB the show 19 was free on PlayStation plus. So I've kind of dabbled into that a little bit, but no, I picked that up and uh, I don't know. I'm not like a huge into sports. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm one of these people that I enjoy watching the sport, but I don't know. I don't know the actors names. Um, the actors. It's, <laughs> it's not like watching damn Yankees. Like it's- um, I, I don't know. You know, the, the, uh, athletes names or they're really care about their stats and stuff like that, you know? Um, but I do enjoy playing MLB the show just because it's, I don't know. It's relaxing because you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to constantly be focused on absolutely everything you're doing. You can just chill out on your couch and play baseball. Actually, it's also pretty good for, uh, just putting a, game on full broadcast mode and um just watching it just having it like kind of a background noise just turn on a movie at that point like i'm not interested in what the digital players are doing no but like sometimes it's just like oh you know i don't want to watch a movie right so say i'm like working on something and i find that if i put like a tv show on or a movie i'll end up just watching that and then not really doing what i'm doing right yeah so if it's if I got nothing else that I want to like if I don't want to do that and I need to work on something like a hobby or whatnot say I'm like working on 3D printing something or painting something or working on whatever maybe um yeah I'll, I'll put on a a simulated baseball game from MLB the show cuz why not right it's just background noise it's better than just kind of being there in the lone darkness working away under one single light the pitter patter of rain falls outside and you're just like you know what the padres and the yankees i need to see this play out yeah why not right or but you can also do things like like legacy teams as well so like they have you know stats of older players or like teams that are, you know, players that are retired or, you know, what are they called? Feeder teams or something like that. Farm teams, farm teams. Right. So like put a farm team up against, uh, you know, a national league team or whatever. And now it's the third inning and the Yankees are beating the Bisons 92 to three. (laughs) You know what? I would love to watch that. You you see, if you're going to do that, and you've got to do like me doing this work. You're like working on some of your 3D prints and you're painting and your Twitch is the cameras on you painting. And then the stream is of the Yankees just beating the piss 
out of like the Fisher cats or something. It's just like, why are they doing this? That's a great idea. I love it. It's, it's called a, a co-stream. It's cool. Um, when you do this though, can you make sure that I am available to watch the entire thing? Why? Because I want to make sure that I can tell the world about it. Now, I have a question for you. I may or may not have the answer you're looking for. So let's pretend you didn't pre-order an Xbox, okay? Get okay. that out of your mind. I didn't pre-order an Xbox. I couldn't. And you're on the fence. You're like, I don't I don't know. Do I want a PlayStation or do I do want an Xbox? I am on the fence. I'm not sure if I want a PlayStation or an Xbox. Has Xbox Game Pass sold you? Or Game Pass Ultimate, sorry. Sold you on the Xbox yet? Because. Yes. Microsoft still hasn't recovered from their lackluster support for pre-orders. And just to make matters worse, some people who did pre-order on um, a little website called Amazon, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, are now receiving emails saying you didn't actually get a pre-order. On top of that, Microsoft seemed to understock non-big box stores and a lot of little brick and mortars suffered through this uh this pre-order mm-hmm. fiasco so i know that's a lot to unpack but the question is has game pass sold it for you and if it did how are you going to get one um i would say no the value just isn't there for game pass i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> i was stunned i was like what are you talking about no, I, and the thing is, is like we, we've we've discussed this before, you know, that Game Pass is actually quite possibly the best deal that you can get um, on modern, like modern gaming, right? Like it's, um, yes, it is that, that, that subscription model, but with the price of games um, being what they are and only going up, you know, for the PS5, and hopefully Microsoft doesn't follow suit because uh, with the way that their game model is, you know, like games can play on Xbox One or the Xbox Series, right? Um, I think if you are someone who is on the fence between getting a PS5 or an Xbox Series, and I'm not talking about like people who already have systems, Right. Mm. I'm, I'm saying like someone who is like, you know what? Like I, I think I want to get a system. I liked games, never really had the time to get, maybe I got a big bonus this year. Um, or I won the lottery. It's like, I want to buy something. Well, the, and I've said this before, the best entry into the massive game libraries available on either console is 100% game pass. Uh, and you don't even need Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, Game Pass Ultimate just includes Xbox Live Gold, and you can play games. Uh, you have Game Pass on PC. Yeah. Uh, for someone who doesn't care about the multiplayer aspects of games, um, you know, just the regular Game Pass is a great uh, value for what it is. Um, and the nice thing with Microsoft and their Xbox ecosystem is that uh, you don't need gold or game pass to have your saves files uh, uploaded and saved 
on the Microsoft cloud. On the super cloud? Yeah. Whereas uh, in order to have your save files backed up remotely uh, for PlayStation, you need to have PlayStation Plus, which is like one of the perks that they have there. But, you know, that that bit me in the ass before with my uh, one of my older PS4s um, in, in the in a distant past, I had actually sold my PS4 and a bunch of stuff. And I didn't have one for maybe about a year and a half. Um, but because I didn't now this is stupid uh, because I didn't have PlayStation plus near the end of the, like before I got rid of my PS4, um, I didn't have any of those save files on any of those games uploaded. And also I believe now I could be wrong. Now they might've changed it, but at the time, if you didn't have a PlayStation plus subscription for more than a year, your backup files uh, on the Sony servers were deleted. Which was I so seem to remember that. Yeah. Which was stupid. But with Microsoft, I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter. Like your files are there unless you, uh, I don't even know if you can delete them from their servers. Like you can essentially overwrite it. If you were to start a game over again and that file were to be uploaded. I Do you guess. know how hard it is to even get yourself removed from, uh, like, to, to reset, like, your Call of Duty or whatever? Like, it's tough to, like, get rid of your save file completely. It's it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah so, I don't know. I, I think for someone who is, like I said, starting fresh, doesn't have anything, uh, honestly, the best value is Game Pass and... Um, Microsoft is the way to go. Now, the the hard part, though, is that I think Sony has been very vocal about um, there there has been a second run of pre-orders, right? And they've been very vocal about how they're, you know, they're working on making sure that there's enough consoles for launch. Um, if not, if not launch day, shortly thereafter. But Microsoft has been silent on it, right? Like they've mm-hmm. had their, um, their pre-orders that happened back in uh, September. Right. Um, And there was nothing after that. It was just like, Oh, very nice. Here's success. Great success. Very nice. The, the biggest problem I have with that right now is like, at least Sony has been like, okay, we did one run. We might do another one at the end of October. Please stand by all indications out there for Microsoft are, you're either getting a day one or you're buying one in December. Because I don't think they're going to overstock stores. I truly don't. Based on how much of a fiasco this has been already and the fact that they're not fulfilling Amazon pre-orders, like until I have the Xbox in my hand on November 10th when Best Buy is supposed to deliver it, I don't trust that I'm getting one. It's true. It's kind of like a Schroeder's cat situation, right? I think. <laughs> sort of, but go on. You know, like <laughs> you have you have the console and you don't have the console at the same time. Right? Like, true. And the only way to know whether or not you have the console is to wait and and you kind of like open that open the the you know, we'll say the the box that the cat is in is your front door. So the only way to find out on whether or not you have a console or not is to open your front door 
on the the 10th, right? We'll say like at the evening, that system could be out there all day or it couldn't. So at the the same time, you have a system and you don't. But the only way to know for sure is to open the door. And the worst part about it too is like you and I will be waiting for the console. Like we have no idea when it's going to arrive. Yeah. Best Buy typically arrives sometime in the afternoon. I mean, uh, depending on how, so I, I got my pre-order through Amazon. Um, I have yet to receive any further communication about it. Um, but I, I think the, the people that were getting cancellation emails were, uh, American, right? Well, that's good. Um, so, I mean, I, not really, but that's not, good for us. not good for them, but yeah, better for us because I do know that uh, Amazon.ca and .com are run slightly differently, you know, in, in the sense of where their warehouses are located, right? Like they don't necessarily do cross-border stock sharing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so so far, I haven't heard anything from anyone in Canada who pre-ordered on any site that has had their system canceled. Um, but uh, yeah, it, until, until they actually release it and it's at my door. Now, are we assuming, or is it safe to assume Amazon is no longer doing the day one guarantee like they do with video games? Like, I mean, I got Super Mario All-Stars a day later two days later actually after launch and like a few other games i don't think i've ever received i don't think the last few games i've ordered on amazon have arrived day one so is it a a safe assumption to be like okay so the console comes out on the 10th so you're going to get it on the 11th yeah and and that's the thing is when when i pre-ordered it um there was no real indication of when it would arrive now, it did have the uh, pre-order price guarantee. So if the price changes or it lowers between when I pre-order it and the evening of release day, I will get the, the cheapest price. Now, in the past, this has happened where there is a price error and the Amazon price of something like a game or whatever drops significantly for like... 10 seconds. And so anyone who pre-ordered it ended up getting it for that lower price because it was like an automatic system thing. I'm not expecting that to happen. It would be nice if it did, but um, looking at my order, it's still there. still pre-ordered and the shipping speed was express shipping. That was the only option for it. So you're, you're going to get it a day later. Uh, I'm almost willing to put money on it. I can see. Choose a delivery option. Free, same day, one day shipping. Oh, yeah. No, can't do it. Just try to do that. It says, we're sorry. An error occurred when we tried to process your request. Yeah, I don't think we, we can do that. Yeah, so it's just express shipping. So my guess is that what uh, Amazon's doing is that they didn't have a there's no guarantee of a uh, same day or launch day delivery, mm-hmm. but their express shipping. I know that in the past, their express shipping is generally faster than their two day shipping, uh, which how it 
just makes it one day. Um, but I think sometimes when things are shipped by express, they're shipped via UPS or Perlator so that they would be delivered on weekends. I know that uh, Amazon delivery and like in telecom is one of the other companies that they use delivers on weekends. Um, but I think what they, what their express shipping is, is it opens up the option to use other shipping carriers that also deliver on weekends as well. So yeah, but I mean, we're looking at a Tuesday, but still, you know, like if, so the console might come out on Tuesday and they might not ship it until Wednesday or Thursday. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then that'd be Friday or Saturday that it could come in. Or if they were to do that, so say you ordered something on Thursday and it was the two day shipping, the delivery date would, wouldn't be until the, the Monday, the 16th generally. Uh, I, sorry, I say the 16th cause I'm looking at the calendar right now. <laughs> so uh, if, if you order something on the 12th, Generally, if it's just like the two-day shipping, it will probably arrive on the Monday, which would be a 16th. So uh, it'll be, you know, it's it's one of these situations that we won't know until we, honestly, until we see it. Um, Amazon, or sorry, Best Buy, because you got yours through Best Buy, right? And Best Buy has a launch day guarantee. They do? Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Which, which means it's probably going to be in their warehouse Sunday. They're going to be set, set for shipping on Monday. Well, did, did you see Tuesday. the photos online of uh, there was a picture from a Amazon warehouse. They already have them? With uh, the Series X's, yeah, like pallets of them. So they have them in stock. Well, that doesn't make any sense based on the time, but. Why? Why wouldn't it? I don't know. The fulfillment being like 30 days early or late early good point right like it would make it it makes more sense logistically for microsoft and sony to be shipping out consoles now to retailers so that they have a guaranteed stock so that they could start claiming or or not claiming um in a sense fulfilling um pre-orders so microsoft we know that microsoft is sending out uh consoles to retailers so they if they're doing it a month early that gives them more time to have more produced and send those out so that there is availability on launch day yeah right rather than being like okay well you know what the system comes out uh next in two weeks, well, we'll wait until next week to start shipping things out to them. Um, and, and working in some, you know, in past jobs and retail, uh, generally when we get stuff from Microsoft that is not released yet, it is, um, sometimes it's, it's upwards of three or four weeks before release date. Yeah. Well, we, we shall see, we're hoping to at least have one console in our possession by the tenth, or David and I just took some random time off for nothing. Um, but we still plan to do an unboxing and maybe a board game review on the yeah. same day. We won't see. But David, uh, I know we have a shorter show planned today because life's getting in the way. However, 
I do have something to tell you. It's pretty big. Might even be huge. One, be sure to check our Instagram this Friday. We've got a contest starting. We're giving away cyberpunk. And two. Yeah. (laughs) Much to David's surprise. I've now watched the first two episodes of the Mandalorian. Oh, snap. That's more exciting than the giveaway. Right. And aren't you going to ask me how it was? (laughs) What are your thoughts? Um, Okay, first off, the bounty hunting robot is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't even Uh, need to see the rest. 11 or something like that. Yeah. Remembering names right now is going to be tough. I'd have to watch it a second time. Um, And the little guy was like, I have spoken. Liked him too. But IG-11 was like really cool. Really, really cool. Um, Not a ton of dialogue in the first two episodes, which is also kind of unique. Yeah. For a television show that's supposed to be like very narrative driven. And I still don't understand like what Mando's deal is. I understand that he's a bounty hunter and I understand that he has acquired the child and the, um, the pod in which the child is in, but does it not seem like he's developing some sort of like bond with said child and he's going to end up teaming up with baby Yoda child? Well, I, I think, uh, to Without kind of giving me a lot <laughs> to kind of uh, touch on your first comment, how there wasn't much dialogue. Um, they, they were trying to make the, f- the series more of a kind of throwback to like the spaghetti Western kind of things, you know, like the lone ranger yeah, kind of thing. Uh, and I think they did a good job of that because they did a lot uh, re- really in the dialogue that was there. You know, there was the, the communication with the uh, one guy pretty much giving him the job. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from that, you pretty much know everything you need to know. And then you just kind of see it go as it, as, as it is, um, you know, throughout later ones episodes, there is more dialogue and there's more story kind of fleshed out. Um, and I think the, to, to comment on your second question, uh, without giving too much away, I think they are using the child as a way to explore, um, Mando's humanity in the sense that, um, yes, he is a bounty hunter and ultimately he just cares about the money. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they explore a little further into, um, is every bounty worth the money? Uh, or are every bounty hunter the same? Um, but yeah, like you, you're gonna have to watch more. I'm gonna tell you there is. I, I, I'm interested to find out which is going to be your least favorite episode because um, I have. Is there one. a groaner coming? There is one episode that I just didn't really. I feel like it didn't really fit. Um, but we'll we'll find out after so, you watch. So where I'll leave the questions on this because my goal here, which is why I wanted to surprise you with this information is we have two episodes left until The Mandalorian launches. So if I watch another three this week and then another three the following week, we can effectively review the entire series before the the new series comes out, or the new season comes out. 
Yeah, only a year late. Sean. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, a, the Jawas were hilarious as always. I thoroughly enjoyed them getting vaporized. Plus, they like they were little assholes on the barge. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty funny. However, if this show, if I'm correct, I, I do believe this happens between Jedi and Force Awakens, correct? Yes, like, this takes the, place. The Empire has fallen, but the, like, uh, what, I can't remember what, what's it called? Um, the new order, the dark order, the the order, the first order. Thank you. Yeah. And the rebellion and all that stuff. But so I believe this one is nine years later, approximately 10 years after um, uh, Return of the Jedi. So my first question here is if he is this revered bounty hunter, right? And he's clearly not a child. And he's clearly somewhere between the age of, I would say, 20 and 40 more realistically kind of like 30 and 40 based off his like build. He could be a younger guy, like between 20 and 30. Right. So if you take 10 years off that at earliest, he's 10 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. He isn't 10, yeah. but okay. No, no. At earliest at the end of Jedi, he's 10. Oh, okay. And we know Yoda die, died in empire, which could have been like a day before Jedi. I, I actually don't know the time between Empire and Jedi, but it wasn't very long. Yeah, it's like six months, if that. So he should know what the Force is. He should have understood what was going on. And he should, like, I'm a little confused because he's like looking at this thing like, oh my God, it could be special. But like, don't most people know who Yoda is? No. At this point in time? No. Yoda's Yoda's race is is very rare. But and people know they, who Master Yoda is. That's what I'm people arguing. who people who who follow kind of like the Jedi uh, legends, right? They know who these characters, like who these people are, these prominent figures in the Jedi Order. But you have to remember, like this, the. Star Wars galaxy, you know, it, it spans hundreds of planets and there's thousands of, of races, right? Mm-hmm. So not everyone is going to know, you know, what's going on on another planet because not everyone has the means to travel to that. Now, yes, he is a bounty hunter and he would have traveled many, many planets and stuff like that. But um, it's kind of like Han Solo, for example. Um, he did not believe in any of the Jedi stuff, that magic crap, you know, he had heard of it, but only legends in legends, right? Like, um, so yeah, maybe Mandalorian had heard of the Jedi and the legends of that stuff, but, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that he knows exactly, you know, who the child is or their race, because actually, uh, Yoda's. Uh, race and and the child they um there is not an actual name for the race there's no official planet where they came from it is the only thing in the star wars universe that does not have like a history almost i believe uh, they're called yodeans they're <laughs> they're not <laughs> but uh yeah there is um there's some rumors that well have you seen the trailer for season two why would I watch that? 
to spoil things. Okay. True. Uh, but there's, there's rumors that uh, season two, and I don't know if this is going to be true or not, is going to try and kind of explore the um, history of the Yoda characters. Like oh, where exactly. they try and find that out. Now this could go either way though. This could go very, very well, or it could go super poorly because um, it, now this is the one thing in the star Wars universe that there is absolutely nothing really written about it. Nothing. There's just fan theories, right? Nothing concrete. So this is John Favreau's chance and like the directors, because each episode is directed by a different director, right? Uh, this is their chance to show the Star Wars fan base that they kind of know what they're doing. They care about the lore and the history and and seeing where this goes. So if they... The, they can either make it be like, oh, yeah, the Yoda people are just made from man- midichlorians. And that would just piss everyone off, right? Like, like that's an easy way out. That's something that, like, you know, the, the sequel trilogy would do. I feel uh, like they're putting they're putting in some good effort, though. Right, and that's the thing. is like this is um, the first time, I would say, since uh, Rogue One, where what they were making is because it wasn't – based off of a main storyline, right? The Skywalker saga that it gives them a little more freedom to explore the universe some more, right. And make their own stories, which is why it was more enjoyable because, you know, we're seeing these things that, um, you know, either people had just kind of talked about in fan fiction or novels that Disney cast aside or um you know take something that was like mentioned like the whole rogue one movie was literally based off of like the first line of the title crawl in a new hope right saying that a small group of rebel soldiers stole the plans of the death star and just, just based off of that they made a uh a movie about it that was pretty good so with the mandalorian they've taken a lot of things that the fans wanted to see and some like, like some lore stuff taken um, like IG 11 is a, uh, you know, based off of other droids of the same type. Like IG 88 is a very prominent one. Um, who was a bounty hunter in the original trilogy. Um, but they're taking some of these things and I, I, because you've only seen the first two episodes, I can't spoil anything else, but throughout the series, there's more kind of throwbacks to like the original series and what, and, and like what made star Wars great. And um, they actually took things from some like comics and novels and incorporated it. So now these things that were written in books before that Disney has pretty much called legends says that's not Canon ever since they bought Lucasfilm. Now this is in a, like a, 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 piece of media that is official Disney that is now brings it back into Canon, which is pretty cool. Well, I'm excited to watch the rest of it and share this uh, journey with you and our, our listeners. It's uh it's an exciting time for me. 
it's exciting yeah. time for everyone. <laughs> I, I, I was going to, I had more complaints, but they were just kind of like weird little complaints. But we can get to them in another day. I'd be like, all things wrong. Actually, quickly, the John, you could tell John Favreau did it because the Star Wars logo at the beginning is identical to the Marvel. One. Oh, yeah. That's the one thing that's kind of bugged me is that like their new Star Wars logo type thing. But hey, whatever. It is, the sound it even is. sounds close. They might as well. But that's it, David. That's it for this one. We survived another week of podcasting. We survived another week of life. Um, I know you need to get your feet up and uh, rest because of a long few days of work. And I uh, I have some commitments I need to get to ASAP. So without further ado, that is it for this one. If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe. Check out our Instagram. We have a big contest dropping soon. We will catch you guys later on the Scene on Screen podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace.